When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Record today on C103. Call Patricia with your comment. 0818 103 103. And it's time to go gardening. We're joined as usual on a Wednesday afternoon by Peter Doddall, the IrishGardener.com. Afternoon to you, Peter. A sunny Wednesday afternoon at that, John Paul. How are you? I'm fine, yeah. It's sunny and cloudy in many parts of the county, but very cold overnight. A bit of frost in some areas, which kind of caught people up by surprise. It's been cold for the last couple of nights. It certainly has in the last few mornings. So it's been lovely and sunny. It has been cold, yeah. So, but it, 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 thankfully, not really a cold that's doing much damage in the garden, but maybe a bit of superficial or temporary damage, but nothing, nothing too serious. Well, that's good to hear. We have a lot of questions in, Peter, so we'll go straight to them. First of all, we're going to Glantan, to Joe in Glantan, who has strawberries growing in his greenhouse. Now, they put out runners before they had even fruited, but he wants to know why is this and can he stop it? Yeah, no, it's difficult to stop that really. That's just part of what they do. What you can do to encourage more fruiting though and less runner growth, if you like, is to feed them with a good organic, it has to be organic obviously because you're going to be eating them or hopefully going to be eating them. So feed them with a good organic tomato food, something like the Nature Safe tomato food is a very good one, it's a very rich one. And that'll promote, uh, you see, tomato food isn't just for tomatoes, it's high in potassium and phosphorus, which is good for the production of all flowers and fruit. So feeding the strawberry plants with a good quality tomato food uh, even right now should should encourage uh, more flowers and the onset of fruit but uh, they will still naturally produce the runners though okay can you ask peter what is the best wisteria plant to grow in ireland uh, I'm laughing because it's kind of it's not so much what's the best it comes down to personal taste really in terms of flower color um there's a good few of them out there and my own preference i think would be one called prolific it's kind of the traditional classic wisteria that you'd see in old buildings that normally is prolific it's wisteria sinensis prolific there's another one um caroline which is another lovely one and it's 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 one i'm looking for at the moment by myself because as i have a daughter with that name so i'm looking for one caroline that's another lovely one and then you can obviously get uh, wisteria alba which is a white one and the, the 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 white wisteria is nice but for me the wisteria has to be that kind of lilac purple color so i would look for prolific over all of them Okay, hopefully that helps that, that listener there. And John is in Charnival. Now he has a hydrangea, but in the last year it was perfect. But now uh, the tips are starting to rot and fall off. It is two years old. Why would this be? 
I, I probably need to see a photograph of that to be sure, John Paul. It, it sounds to me, the way he's describing it there, it sounds, apropos of what we were just talking about there at the top of the piece, it, it could just be the, 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 the early morning frosts at the moment. I say that it's not doing much damage, it's just kind of a superficial damage. But hydrangeas are one that you'd see it on, actually, because they're just producing their new growth over the last couple of weeks. And that new growth is very tender and very vulnerable to, to frost damage. So if it's just at the tips of the plant, they're kind of going black and curling up the leaves, and, and the leaf buds, then I would say it's frost damage. But to be certain, and, and I wouldn't worry about it, it it'll, it'll grow through it. Uh, but to be sure of that, I would need to see a photograph or bring a photograph to your, or even a pruning of it to your local garden centre and they'll be able to advise. Okay, Sean is in Mallow. He wants to know, Peter, when can he trim a red robin shrub? Uh, well, ideally, you'd have it done, I suppose, by the end of February, start of March, right? And the reason I say ideally is twofold. Number one, you're coming, you're now in bird nesting season. So if it's a mature red robin, there may be birds nesting in it. So you'd have to be careful. Um, the other reason is horticulturally that the new growth has already started. Now, we're not, we're not slap bang in the middle of the season, but it has started. So any pruning you do now, you're going to sacrifice that bit of growth that this year has already made. Um, so, on saying that, if if you if you're careful, if provided it's not a hedge, like you're not allowed to cut hedges at the moment because of the Wildlife Act, because mm. of birds nesting. Uh, so if it's not a hedge, if it's a hedge, don't touch it. If it's just a standalone plant, be very careful to to check for wildlife first. If there's no sign of birds or other wildlife in it, cut it back. But I would do it sooner rather than later to get the benefit of the new growth that comes next. Okay, and from Red Robin to roses, a listener here wants to know: Is it now too late to prune my roses? It's, it's, let me put it this way it's later than I would advise but I wouldn't say it's too late and the, 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 what I mean by that is um, it's better to prune the roses late than not to prune them at all okay so again ideally it's a job I would do between November and February so that you get all the benefit of this year's growth post pruning if you like so cutting them back now you, you may be cutting back some of uh, the, already the new growth that has been made but it better to do it late than not at all definitely Okay, and someone must ask a question here, Peter, regarding compost. They're asking, can you add new newspapers uh, to your compost? Would that work? Absolutely, and in fact, it's funny because somebody else asked me a similar question yesterday. Not on, uh, not on. Um on newspapers, but on, on banana peels and vegetables and stuff, could they put that into the compost? Uh, and I, I have an article written for next Saturday's Examiner, ironically enough, on just that, what kind of household items that you can put into the compost bin. So newspapers, absolutely. Now, if you're, if you're kind of strictly organic, the jury could be out on it because uh, the ink that's used in newspapers, you know, may may not be well it isn't organic so but i have no problem throwing newspapers into the the, the compost bin but um definitely not any laminated paper so that glossy magazine paper that can't go in unfortunately um i think that can be recycled but i'm not sure but in terms of your general newspaper and general paper yes i do put that in the compost bin okay and mike wants to know uh, peter he has a fern garden but he's asking is it in fashion to have fern gardens at the moment says mike well, if Mike was living in the 1850s in Victorian times, it was very much in fashion. <laughs> I, I, I'm not up to date on fashion and trends. I thought now you'd be the man for the trends and the fashion, Peter. <laughs> one, one look at me would tell you that I don't know if we'd be asking him what's in fashion. But So I don't know is a short answer. But my, 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 oh, my view on gardening is if you like it, then go for it. I don't care whether it's in, on trend or in vogue or not. But uh, uh, So I don't know whether there or not they're on trend uh, is a short answer answer to that but but I do love a good fernery a nice fern garden it's hard to beat 
Okay, well, Mike, hopefully the uh, the ferns are still in fashion if you have them there. And Mays and Mallow. Now, May is trying to grow rhubarb, Peter, for the past few years. She has fed it and it's protected from weeds, but it never seems to thrive for her. Any advice for May? We've had a couple of questions, more with Trish over the last couple of years, John Paul, about rhubarb not doing well for people. So I wonder, is there something something afoot let's say but but I think probably not the the feed when you're feeding it I suppose it's important what you're feeding it with so it likes it, it, it does very well from a seaweed feed so even just seaweed from after a storm on a beach is very good to mulch around the the, the, the rhubarb plant so seaweed feeds are very good for it um it does like a relatively sunny position, so a good amount of sunlight. But I suppose the most important thing really is a good, rich soil. So a good, well-fed soil, rich in organic matter. Mulch it with seaweed or give it a seaweed feed, you know, late winter, early spring. Uh, and give it plenty of water in the first couple of years to help it to get established. Um, beyond that, it, it should do. Now, in new crowns or new stools, they're, they're referred to as rhubarb stools, and they can take a couple of years to establish, but once they do, you'll have them. But it's important, as I say, to get them in the right conditions day one, which is a good, rich soil, a good, well-fed soil in a sunny position, in a slightly moisture-retentive soil. Okay, Kitty is in Mala. Now, you like this one from Kitty, Peter, because she grew a bee garden last year with loads of wildflowers in this garden, but it has become overgrown with grass and weeds now. So she wants to know, can she just shake some more wildflower seeds on the area and basically hope for the best? Well, I suppose the answer is yes, you can, but it's not probably the textbook answer, and I'm not sure how successful it'll be. So, but it it it, it, it does make, raise an interesting point, and that is the fine line between wildflowers and weeds. So, um, you know, there is no definition for as for a weed. In fact, John Paul, except a plant that's growing somewhere where you don't want it. So, a lot of what we might look on as weeds might still be loved by the bees. So, it wouldn't be in a mad rush to get rid of them. However, on saying that, if grass is colonizing and if grass is taking over, I. I I would be taking it out, I'm afraid, but it's kind of getting in there by hand with a shovel or a trowel and taking it out. And to put on new wildflower seed, you really need to, the the seed needs to make contact with the soil, which is why I'm saying I'm not sure how successful she'd be. So uh, if you get in there and rake or even just scrape the soil surface where you can, particularly where you remove clods of grass, uh, if you can put fresh seed there where you know it's hitting the soil, and I've just did this myself recently in my own garden, actually, at the weekend, um, then it will come good. But just throwing it on top of existing vegetation, your success will probably be limited, I'm afraid. It might take a bit more work than that. Okay. Uh, Mike is in y'all. He wants to know, Peter, a camellia has grown too big and it's now too wide. Can he cut it back and when can he do this? And it's 10 years old. You can cut it back. Now, the camellias do get, as he's discovered, quite large. They can get to that size and more. Um, The right time to cut it back, you're near enough to it, but not there yet. So... Well, camellias will be in flower now, depending on the variety, they could have been in flower any time from December right up to June. So depending on which variety you have, the majority of them will be camellia japonicas, which will be in flower this time of the year, over the next month or two. So when those flowers have finished, John Paul, that's exactly the time to go out there with the secretaires. That's when you, as soon as the flowers, the last of the flowers is gone, uh, that's when you cut it back. Because next year's flowers will, will be set this autumn um, on growth that is produced 
from now till then, if you like. So the sooner you cut it back after flowering, the more growth you'll have for flowers next year. Leaving it too late means you're sacrificing next year's flowers. So do it as soon as possible after the flowers have done, have died off. Um, the only thing to remember, you can cut camellias back relatively easily. There's no issue with them. But just make sure that you're leaving enough green below your pruning. So in other words, don't cut into totally brown wood and leave it with no leaves. That that will kill it. But um, So make sure you're leaving green, green leaves below where you cut uh, and then it should be fine. Okay, Eileen is in McCroom now. Eileen has a tomato feed with seaweed extract and she wants to know, is it safe to feed this uh, to carnations and other wildflowers? Should be, uh, should be fine for, did you say, and other wildflowers? Yeah, other wildflowers that are growing in the garden. Okay, well, carnation isn't something that I would regard as a wildflower, mm-hmm. so, but yes, you could you could feed it with a, a good quality tomato food and seaweed, and it will help it flower, definitely. It, in As regards wildflowers, technically, like actual wildflowers, if you like, they won't need any feeding. In fact, you, you might count, you might be counterproductive by feeding them because uh, the, the, the poorer the soil, the better they do. And the more you feed it, the more you're actually going to be enriching the soil and encouraging grass to take over. So you want poorer soil for wildflowers. But in terms of carnations and maybe if you're, you're talking about other summer perennials that are growing in the garden, yes, the tomato food with seaweed would be very good. Okay, Noel wants to ask you, when is the best time to rake clippings from camellias and then how to grow them? Uh, to take, not rake, I'd say take, oh, take, take even, uh, yeah. cuttings. Yeah, I imagine. Um, June, July is probably the best couple of months to do it. Uh, the reason I'm hesitating is because it's not, they, they don't take that easily. How, how they're done commercially is with under, under soil heating. So they're soil warming cables to, to encourage the roots. They do need the heat underneath the cutting. So on saying that, do it June or July. You take about a four to six inch cutting. Your base of your cutting has to be at a node, John Paul. And what that means is that it's just a joint where a leaf meets the stem. So you, the base of your cutting is, is, uh, the node. You've about four or six inches of growth above it. Leave one pair of leaves on the top of the cuttings that's one or two you remove what we call the terminal bud which is like the 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 tip if you like where it might be a flower bud or might be a leaf bud but remove that uh, leave one or maximum two leaves on the top into a bit of good rooting powder into a pot full of compost keep it indoors in high humidity um, and you hope for the best what I would do is maybe take 10 or 20 of them and and hopefully two or three might might develop roots but I wouldn't expect 100% success and uh, Helen wants to know Peter if you would recommend honeysuckle plant as a cover on a ditch I would I do like honeysuckle uh, and a lot of honeysuckles are naturally occurring on the ditch again the reason I'm hesitating is because it's a very vigorous plant uh, so honeysuckle is lovely in the wild it's not a plant I would often recommend for a domestic situation because it's just a bit too vigorous um, but on a ditch if it's a rural situation you're happy for it to take hold and, and to, to grow uh, with abandon then yes absolutely Okay very finally this is from Anne who's asking Hi Peter are coronet apples trees are they good to produce apples with just one tree? <laughs> Just before I answer that, going back to the honeysuckle yeah. and the ditch, what I should have also mentioned is it is a good one for biodiversity. So if it is in a rural situation, it is a good one. The bees do love it. You know, the common name is a bit of a hint there with the honeysuckle, mm-hmm. but yeah. um, but the bee. So it is a good one to plant from that point of view as well. Coronets. It's, so coronets are. Uh, it, it's it's a difficult one to answer if you like because coronets are. It's kind of a, a brand name if you like for a particular type of rootstock. So the way apples are grown, they're grown on rootstocks, John Paul, they're grafted onto rootstock and the rootstock determines the overall height of the plant. So there's a very dwarfing rootstock, which means that the plant 
what you graft onto will only grow to, uh, I think, less than six feet in height, maybe even four or five feet in height. And that's what the coronet uses, is that very dwarfing rootstock. So they can graft one variety or two varieties onto that rootstock, if you're still with me, okay? So all the coronet really means is that it's dwarfing the plant. If there are two varieties grafted onto it, in theory, yes, you should have enough in one plant. However, I have always found by ex- from experience, it's better to have more than one plant because on that one plant, one of the varieties might fail. One of the grafts may fail. They may not, but they may fail, in which case you'll certainly need another plant. I always, the short answer, uh, not that short, I'm afraid, but the <laughs> short answer is I think you would always do better having another one nearby. Okay, well, hopefully that helps you there. And with that, Peter, thanks for uh, today. And are you still, have you talks or is everything still kind of online? Or are you still we're, 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 There's still a lot online, but yeah. we're still doing a lot of kind of b- traditional back, back, back mm-hmm. actually in person and stuff and I was just talking to Alan Collins yesterday and uh, it's great to see that Mallow Show will be back on this year on the 27th 8th and 9th of May so I'm looking forward to that one too Very good yeah everything getting back to some normality again for the moment Peter thanks and we'll chat to you next Wednesday as usual on the show Uh, that is Peter Dowdall theirishgardener.com you'll find him as well on Facebook and on Instagram Hey it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.